along with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good day from down under. Welcome to Ghost Protocols International. I'm Ron Kowak, your host. And with me, all the way from the land of the red dragon, white dragon, red dragon, is the gold standard and ghost hunting Steve Parsons. Or as we now prefer to call it, the socialist utopia of the red dragon. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, we yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, exciting things. Another year and nothing's changed. Uh, no, yeah, another year, another impeachment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what? They had to ban political parties, and they would solve a lot of problems. That's true. Yeah, it's right. just it's too much. Yeah, yeah. they can't put it. You, they couldn't put you. In they only just the parties and stuff like that. It's like nobody can think for themselves and vote for themselves. It's mob rule. But whatever, it is what it There's is. Nothing wrong with a spot of mob rule occasionally. Does you good. But uh, yeah, they couldn't put you and me in charge, could they? Imagine what would imagine the chaos. Yeah, a bit of big control chaos. <laughs> yeah, it would be a dictatorship. There wouldn't be any chaos. It'd be a dictatorship. Yeah. That's what's yeah. needed. Yeah. Mussolini had the right idea. Well, lizard people are not doing their job. That's the problem. You know, the great thing about Mussolini is he, he, had, he turned all the Italians to building these huge monuments and statues. Hmm. They had no time for anything else. Well, that's a good thing. Keeps them busy. Keeps them yeah. out of trouble. Anyway, well, there we are. Anyway, on to, on to the paranormal. Yeah, so... We'll just uh, keep talking about 2020, because that's probably the most paranormal year that I, I think we've we've ever had, haven't we? Yeah, uh, about a month ago, I did a show by myself, uh, the Next Generation show, and I just talked about absolutely the weird stuff that happened in 2020. I mean, just nothing to do with the virus, but just weird stuff that that happened uh, associated with it. It's like, holy crap, look at this. 2020 really was bizarre. It anyway. Will, I mean, yeah. But what's interesting is, and I only found this out today. Um, yes. That's... There was another pandemic that you lived through. I didn't. You did because you're older than me. There was. We've had pandemics all along. No, I no. Mean, this this was a proper pucker um, Asian we've had flu proper pandemic. Ones. AIDS yeah. was a proper pandemic. Well, it was. You're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. But um, you lived through that. Yes, I did. I I knew several people that died as well. Um, but but I was I was actually reading about the 1957 1958 Asian flu pandemic. Yeah. And uh, how they decided not to go for lockdown and not to go for um, the stringent measures that we're doing today because Mm -hmm. um, the powers that be, the American authorities back then, decided that they would, uh, in fact, it never even, it barely made the headlines. But what they did is they just let people catch it. And after three months, it had gone away. Yeah, there you go. It did wipe out a substantial number of people. In fact, more than the covid uh, pandemic that we're dealing with now, but it got it out and got got it I mean, swine flu was, uh, you know, pretty uh, bad. Bird yeah. flu, remember bird flu? 
I remember bird flu. There's apparently there's another strain of this um, bird there's flu. There's a couple of strains. There's the it's, South it's... African strain, and of course the one you gave us. No, 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 no. <laughs> of, of the um, yeah, you're welcome to that. We actually, do you know where they found that from? Right. They finished the genetic um, testing for that new strain, that new variant that surfaced in the UK. It actually, we no, we got it. From... <laughs> it's probably the only thing we did. But, yes, yeah. Democrats will blame it on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Address. Yeah. <laughs> Address all your comments to uh, Ron Kolek. I'm going to blame somebody. So whatever he's going. Yeah. So they. Um, it came from Brazil. Ah. There we oh are. yeah, that that country's kind of a mess because they don't believe in any uh, uh, masks and stuff like yeah. that. Social distancing. We 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 found it. You know when we because we were doing the genetic testing, but yeah, it actually. It actually had originated from Brazil. We've also apparently also found now um, one or two cases of this South African variant as well, yeah. um, which is supposed to be the nastier one because it affects the youngsters. Yeah. Hell, maybe they'll start putting masks on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be... Yeah. Stay in your farmers. <laughs> speaking of something much more cheerful than that, we have this... Yeah. I mean, it's only three days left of this wicked cool event. It that you is. And it's... Do you know what? It's surprising what? going very well, except for one one small area, which you were in. <laughs> we expect. <laughs> but then I, I guess we'll probably not know till five before. <laughs> oh, God bless us. <laughs> Is that why you've got to talk ready? <laughs> no, 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 no. I've, I've every confidence he'll be there. We just won't know what he's going to say. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> and, and I suppose, to be honest, nor will he. <laughs> but it will no, be of course, talking about it will be entertaining i guarantee it you that oh it'll be entertaining yeah join us this weekend this coming saturday um go to the new england ghost project any ghost project.com and as ronald says already. the letter n the letter e because when he wrote the url in the original days he never figured that anybody would say any. how many emails did you get that used to be to any ghost project a n y I don't know if somebody bought that and we wanted to sell it to me. <laughs> anyway, yeah, as I said, uh, join us from uh, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time this coming Saturday. $15 gets you in and gets you access to the archive as well. Uh, we've got yeah. six fantastic speakers. And uh, us. Yeah, we've got six fantastic speakers for the, for the quintessentially British Ghost Project. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we've got a pair of parapsychologists, a pair of psychic mediums, possibly a third one, actually, after your mislabeling of me earlier today. Um, you know, and... it's so good to be able to just sit there and do nothing <laughs> while someone else would do all the work and then criticize them for it. It's I didn't. So I was, as I, 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 what was my response? Don't ever call you that again. No, no, the opposite. Oh, Only really? if you promise to keep calling me that again. Oh, yeah, because you want to make more money. Yeah. <laughs> but, anyway. Um, yeah, and we oh, also I should have say, two... make money, never mind more money. <laughs> we, also, we also have uh, two storytellers, historians for you. Um, Paranormal we... historians. Yeah, should we name check them? We have psychic mediums. Yes, we can name Scott, everybody. Spiritualist yeah. mediums, Stephen Scott, psychic medium, Barry John, Dr. Callum, or Dr. Dr. Callum E. Cooper, Dr. Ann Winsper, Professor Dylan Jones. What? Well, 
He calls himself a parapsychologist as well. But there we are. Um, and Wait, we also... He's not a professor, is he? Well, he? No, he will be, though. The way he's going on, he's cracking through that PhD at a frightening rate. Yeah, it's because he's... I no, no. He's good at this sort of stuff. Mm. He's way better than me at it, anyway. Um, well, he's got that bunker of his. That what? Oh, the, the mobile ghost RV. Yeah, whatever. Oh, and our final headline um headline grabbing speaker of the day oh, will be definitely headline grabbing. Yeah, Richard Felix. Yes, of most haunted fame. Of of no fame at all, really. But there we are. Yeah, most haunted. It's one of the most prominent figures on most haunted. He's one of the, the best storytellers I've um yeah. I've ever encountered. He can really hold an audience. He brings I entertained him last a couple of years ago. Yeah, he keeps saying. Um, yeah. I've met Derek Akora. I know. It breaks my heart. You got the shirt. <laughs> I never got to see him, did I? You know, no, but you got the T-shirt. Yeah, I know. But I anyway, so that's this Saturday. It's an online event. Yeah. Uh, it's 15 bucks. if you go to the website. And if you can't see all the speakers that day, don't worry, because uh, you'll have access to the on-demand site. And... Uh, you know, so if you just well, want on demand site, it costs you twenty bucks. So sign up for a Saturday, and even if you don't go, you still be able to have access. So you, you save five bucks anyway. So good deal. Don't, don't attempt the uh, British accent again. What British accent? The one you just slipped into. I don't know where that came from, but you sounded like Dick Van Dyke. Did I really? Yeah. I would, maybe he possessed me. I don't know. Do you know, the one accent I find really incredible, uh, really difficult to get my uh, tongue around is the New Scottish. England accent. No New England. New England? Yeah. It's a, I mean, I know it comes naturally to you, but it's a really difficult accent to try and imitate or mimic or pick up on. My cousin from Boston. I can get Boston, but even that sounds a bit New York. Yeah, it's it. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, we each have our own accents. But I, I actually have something I wanted to ask you about. Oh yeah. Long sip of tea there. Um, <laughs> I came across, came across live radio. I got a, two hours here, though, right? So, I'm sure you saw this, and oh, I know you That's saw what this. it is yet. Well. Uh, this is, you know, about a week old, uh, a group of amateur ghost hunters, uh, decided to check out this old abandoned house because uh, they thought it was haunted because yeah, it was old and abandoned <laughs> and they found a body in the freezer. We did that last week, didn't we? Yeah. You saw that, right? Yeah. We talked about it on last week's show. I don't know. I saw it on Monday. I mean, I did it on Monday show. We've talked anyways, about it. We've we definitely did. talked about it, yeah. We did. We did. Really? Yeah. Uh, there we are. What did we say about it? Can't remember. Yeah. Remember. <laughs> However, it does. It does. Um, it does uh, make me reflect upon the case that Parascience did. God. That's what I was going to ask you. What would Parascience do if they found the body in the freezer? <laughs> For First, the who the hell would open in a freezer in a in thing, well, especially me, when it stunk? Me probably. Um or actually, maggots. Well, actually, do you know what? Yeah, I would open it. Um and, and so would Anne because And Anne stunk had... like high hell. Yeah, you definitely have to open it. Oh god, no. 
Oh yeah, because the role of an investigator is to investigate stuff and to find out. Investigator. Yeah, I'm not saying There's it's parallel, but there is still the same degree of curiosity. I couldn't walk past that and not open it. And then you would call the cops. And preserve the scene, right? And preserve the scene. Hmm. And you'd put it on. Well, I mean, nowadays, well, nowadays, of course, you'd put it on YouTube as well. At first thing. Before anything. Else. Yeah, before you call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> but it does, it does, it did remind first. me. It did remind me of a case that Parascience did, and it must yes. be now over, approaching 25 years ago. Uh, because Parascience, I think, is 27 years old this year. Um, we got a call um, from a funeral home because they said that they had some issues with... We did this one. We have done this one, yeah. We but have it's done this one. This is deja vu all over again. I know. We did it in yes, 2020. Yes, you had to go with the body. Hey, You drove around with the body at McDonald's. No, that was another story. Oh, it's another different one. Okay, that, that was a, that was a completely different cadaver. Okay, well, give me this one. Well, well, this was the one where be, the mortuary home, and we had to. Uh, they'd had some apparitional experiences. We were called to investigate it, and uh, when we arrived, there was um, was it two deceased on the slab. Waiting to be embalmed the next day. Slap. And uh, unfortunately for some, unfortunately for those of our team of a delicate disposition, um, the the embalming room was also the only place with a sink and a kettle. So whenever we needed a cup of tea, we had to go in there. You can't help it, can you? You're standing there. You go. Do you want one? Sugar? (laughs) Never. So it's like, is that common? Like. I mean, for you guys to drink tea when you go on a ghost hunt is, I mean, is, is that what British people do? Uh, what you well, people do? <laughs> I'm, I'm a coffee drinker, as you know, but yeah, yeah too, but... We, we, we would. We would uh, make sure that we had a kettle, tea bags, um, huh. all the accoutrement for tea. Tea bags? Oh, and biscuits. Tea and biscuits. Biscuits, which are cookies, right? No, they're biscuits. What do you mean they're not biscuits? They're cookies in America, though. It says biscuits on the packet. Are they cookies in America or are they biscuits? No, they're biscuits. Biscuits are bread. No, these are biscuits. These are digestive. Oh. These are rich tea. These are nice. These are jammy dodgers. Um, we do like a chocolate hobnob. Yeah, who doesn't? So. Um, I'm just saying. There we are. Yeah. So. In fact, there should be a poll, shouldn't there? What What is the ghost hunter's favourite biscuit? That would baffle the Americans, a wouldn't snack. it? <laughs> anyway, the... Um, Let your steak through the heart. The uh, yeah, That wasn't the only body. Did I tell you about the other one? No. Yes, in uh, Vicksburg, Mississippi. That was in, uh, I believe, South Carolina. By the way, that house mysteriously burnt down after this occurred. Uh, that, uh, but anyways, in Vicksburg... What's that? Not destroying the evidence. I think so. I think the whoever killed them actually burnt it down. That's my theory, because it's way out in the woods and everything. So anyways, a group of uh, amateur ghost hunters decided to investigate a... Abandoned hospital in 
guess what? They found the body of a 69-year-old Pittsburgh woman who was missing. I, I, I think there was a case in the UK where well, it was an urban explorer, which is like a ghost hunter. But yeah, without I know, except, except they don't believe in ghosts. It's a ghost <laughs> without an EMF meter, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. I like that. It's better. I like that one better. There, there are ghost houses without an EMF meter. And um, they, they found. Uh, I think this was the year before last. They found the body of a homeless individual, mm. propped up in an old um, abandoned building somewhere. Interesting. Well, you know, people die. But you know, I mean, we, we were talking. We, we started off the show. We were talking a bit about about twenty twenty. And, you know, there's so many strange things coming on. Like, for instance, that those obelisks they found in the, all of Oh, them, yeah. Right? Did you see the, did you see, have you, I mean, are you aware of Banksy? Of what? What's his story? Uh, if, I, if I mention Banksy, the artist, is, or is this going to go straight over your head? Straight over my head. All right. But you can explain it. That's fine. Yeah. Well, here in the UK, we have an incredibly famous, and he's famous world over, but he's an incredibly famous graffiti artist called Banksy. Nobody actually knows his real identity. Mm-hmm. He's maintained, and he keeps putting these, um, like, graffiti spray art, and they're incredibly not good. Yeah. But he put, and, and well, they're highly, surprisingly. they're highly political as well. And oh. when he, you know, he, he now, because they're so valuable, entire walls have been preserved or taken yeah. away to art galleries and, um, <laughs> And he, he, he now puts them, because of the value, he now puts them in, into deprived areas um, so that they can sell them. Mm-hmm. But um, when these obelisks appeared, some wag here in the UK. Um, you better they, define what a wag is. Um, comedian, funny okay. guy. Okay. Uh, as opposed to a wife and girlfriend, which is what footballers' wives are also referred to as wags. But... Yeah. Uh, some some jolly chappy here in Great Britain made a made a a replica of the obelisk, this silvered metal obelisk, mm-hmm. and spray painted on it, "Not a Banksy." Uh, there we are. It was yeah. funny. Uh, but this this I mean, the, I knew the, that one would go straight over your head. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, you know the CIA just re- released the uh, UFO footage, more UFO footage for everyone to uh, peruse and go over and excite themselves. Wasn't and, there uh, like nearly three thousand documents released by to, by yeah. the CIA? Yeah. 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 Whatever. Anyways, Nick Pope. All happy. Redacted. Nick Nick Pope is happy. I'm sure. But well, anyway. I I had a fl- do you know what I um, when when I saw the article this morning, I had to flip through them, and um, I've got to say, they are very heavily redacted. I mean, two or three of them are just three words on a bit on a sheet of paper. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot of that happens here in the United States. I'm gonna they they know, they, own, they own stock in the the uh, factory, the felt blackout factory. So well, you know. You, you know how Be- they use the more money they can make. You know how Bezos made his money from uh, with Amazon mm-hmm. and Zuckerberg on Facebook just for okay. coming up with a really good idea. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if you could invent an unredacting marker pen. Ooh, I like that one. That would make you millions, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. 
all yeah, those so sequels you could go back and unredact. Yeah. Well, they have that like the invisible ink. You just need a reverse from invisible ink. It's just lemon juice, isn't it? Yeah, lemon juice on uh, that you use to. Lemon juice isn't what you write with, right? Or is it? That's what you use to un to read it. Now, isn't it? No, I'm sure. Isn't it lemon juice in the ink because it smells very strongly of acetic acid? Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, I don't want to. You know, there's so many Hang chemical reactions that work. We have this. Know. We have this fantastic resource here called um, Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is in invisible ink? Ink. Right. Invisible ink, also known as security ink, is a substance used for writing which is invisible either on blah, 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 blah. blah. blah, blah. Just tell us what's in it. No, but I'm trying. You know what Wikipedia No, I'm talking to them, not you. (laughs) Um, Invisible ink types. Some of these organic... Turn brown. It's like talking to Ah, here we go, yeah. Here you go, yeah. Lemon juice. Oh, Um, there is lemon juice in it. You can use cola, a honey solution... Uh, um, I'll go with that. Lemon, apple, orange, or onion juice, which are said to smell of acetic acid. Yeah, Milk. What do they use to, to make it see? Uh, ultraviolet light or heat. Yeah, okay. I know there's some. I mean, there's, uh, there's also the other chemical. That... Chloride? Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, so it goes was, down. That was the one I was going to mention. Yeah. Um, vinegar. You can write with vinegar, which is re- revealed by red cabbage water. So is ammonia. Copper sulfate is developed by sodium iodide. Yeah. Usually uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, other, other inks developed by heat are cola, honey, lemon, milk, soap, wine vinegar, and semen. Uh, that was yeah, that, that last one was just yeah. Who's going to write with that? <laughs> just threw that in there, you didn't he? No, no, Wikipedia did it there. You also got, I mean. he just threw that in there. You've also got um, yeah, I don't know which weirdo write with it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's bound to be one, isn't there? Somebody must have don't discovered. We, don't it. we write with urine in the snow? <laughs> it doesn't snow in the UK. Uh, but they're also reversing it. Uh, there are what are called um, disappearing inks. Yes. Now, these appear, you write with them, and then they disappear again. Mm-hmm. So, there we go. Yeah, that was entertaining. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Trump should have tried it. <laughs> it's sort of like the uh, Nixon tapes. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, funny enough, I, know, I, I came up with a brilliant idea. Available on YouTube. Nothing to do with paranormal. Uh, yeah, I came up with a brilliant idea. Is uh, I was going to uh, uh, put on eBay uh, uh, toilet paper. You know, toilet paper. Nancy Pelosi's toilet paper looted from her office. <laughs> you know, I bet you that would sell a dozen. Number one toilet papers are shot in supply in some places, <laughs> and it's. Yeah. You know what happened, don't you? What? Secret Service would be on the door. Yeah, they did, huh? Uh, they would be. Yeah. Getting a knock on oh, the door well. from the feds. Oh, well. Anyway, there goes my... my hey, the guy today, was, I was reading in the paper, there's some poor British guy who was uh, 
they fine you if you, if they catch you out of doors uh, in the UK for breaching COVID regulations. And this poor guy was found playing Pokemon Go on his own in the middle of nowhere, and they fined him two hundred quid. What is Pokemon Go? Pokemon Go. Right? It's like one of these video kids games. Where oh, you the can... one you find po- Pokemon. Yeah, you they still do Pokemon. that. I thought that was like hot for summer, and that was it. No, there is still some diehards out there. Uh, and Winsper and Winsper still plays Pokemon. Oh, she does. Huh? Fair yeah. So they're still around. That's cool. Anyway, that's intriguing. Um, I did. Ha- I had something else until you interrupted me. Oh yeah, I was talking about those uh, monoliths. Now you know that, that people are. Uh, you know, it's a takeoff from Space Odyssey 2001, and uh, so. You know, people say, well, why don't you do, you know, do that? What's wrong with that and, and everything? But is that kind of like, you know, if you were, uh, were a paranormal investigator and, and you like, you know, rigged the house up to make noise and stuff, wouldn't that be the same way? I mean, it's, it, you know, it's a joke, but still, is, doesn't that cheapen the field or whatever? Um, so same with fakery of any kind, like, you know, UFO or whatever. Well, fakery can never be condoned. However, it has been used in some experiments. Um, there have been yeah. deliberately there have been deliberately set up haunted houses so that people so that psychologists can study people's um, responses and behavior yeah. to certain to certain stimuli. And I don't just mean hidden stimuli like infrasound and electromagnetic fields, but where they've actually you know set up scare factors, you know, scary scenarios. Mm-hmm. Where the person is, you know, confronted by an apparition or or similar, because they 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 find it fascinating to watch people wetting themselves or running around screaming. It's a bit like YouTube, really. Yeah, yeah. Or TikTok. Or TikTok. I've never, I haven't got into that. I won't because it's Chinese owned, and they might oh. be spying on us. Yeah, that's that's it. Well, we're all we're all being spied on because we took got the vaccine, and of course they put microchips in the vaccine so they can keep track of you. Apparently, uh, there's there's a video going online of um, because we we had it first over here in the UK with it. I think it was a 98 year old lady, mm-hmm. and then there was a video released uh, just a few days ago, in fact, showing um, Bill Gates sitting at home watching watching this lady having a lunch. Ah, oh, that's good. Thank God no tricky was involved there. <laughs> I, I do have to admit when the, I have, I actually have a photograph of uh, when the Ayatollah, uh, no, who was the guy that uh, was a terrorist uh, in Afghanistan? Oh, Osama bin Laden. Osama bin Laden. I actually have a still photograph of Osama him. Obama. Right. Him watching uh, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation on TV. So uh, there you go. I mean, you know, that was the number one show of uh, who's, whatever his name was. <laughs> just shows you, just shows you how dull life must have been in that cave. Yeah, it's just this little crappy TV. The funny thing, the funny thing about that is when when the seal. Because I mean, how many years were they looking for him before they found him? Mm-hmm. And about three months before, he'd been interviewed by some press. But yeah, you know, they, they said it's taken them twenty years to find a bomb um, of Osama bin Laden. And he was at home the whole time. 
Yeah, just had to ask. Anyways, this is a tune, so we gotta take a break. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Foster and Ron Kolick right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Memorick Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Glant Messier family Lugwoo. And our loyal fans of Patreon. We'll be right back after the following messages. Welcome to Tokenet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Mysterious and spooky, they all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parax family. And over here in the socialist utopia of the Red Dragon is the gold standard in ghost hunting. Hmm. So what? What is this? What's this what? I just saw this article here. Large predator kills sheep in England. Mm-hmm. That was in the papers this week. What have we got going week? on there? Big cat. Is it a big cat? Believe to be. What are you getting these black cats? I I know the black oh. shuck and all that. No, no, no. There, there is. I think. I think most naturalists um, now have accepted that we do have a native population, very small native population of um, black leopards, panthers, types type animals, critters. Really? Yep. Do they have animals? Uh, there are pictures that are contested. There are there are a lot of credible sightings. We had a we had a, a spate of these in Pembrokeshire. Uh, about five or six years ago now, uh, maybe maybe a couple of years, maybe seven years ago, and um, I I spoke to a first-hand witness. Uh, he lives out in the countryside. He has a small holding uh, with some uh, livestock, and he was saying he came down uh, one morning, a summer's morning, so it was light outside, mm-hmm. and he was standing in his kitchen um, making coffee and looking out over the garden. Uh, to the side of the the viewpoint he had was the chicken coop. Uh, probably, I don't know, it was about fifty or sixty chickens in it. Um, and he watched as this large black cat 
bigger than an Alsatian dog, a German, uh, bigger than a German shepherd, um, sauntered past, stopped, looked at him, twitched its tail and co- continued on its way. He said he stood there open-mouthed, shaking for about five minutes. So that would lead the he, question. He was within two feet of it. black cats can be exact, ex, can be, wait a minute. If black cats can exist mm-hmm. and not be photographed, then mm-hmm. is it possible that old Mr. Bigfoot is, exists and just because he's not photographed? Um, well, maybe, but not here in the UK. I mean, I know that there are people who claim that. Yeah, you know, I know. British, I know that yeah, too. Yeah. But I'm just talking in general, not in not general. Well, well, why not? I mean, you know, what what struck me um, is when I when I first went to the USA. Well, the second time I went to the USA, we tran- we we flew from Chicago to LA, mm-hmm. and um, we'd had a stopover in Chicago after we'd come in from the UK. Big old country. That was the thing that struck me most, and also coming out from you know like going west from Chicago, there was a lot of empty space. Oh yeah. That's what we have, plenty of empty space. You know, and the then when you, and it, I mean, as, as we came, as we, we took off from coming back, we took off from LA, it was a daytime flight. And we, we, you know, we saw all the seasons in one flight. Um, but we'd been, I, they'd served the meal and we were onto the, you know, the, the drinks trolley. Mm-hmm. And we, we were still only over Nevada. And you think, how big is this bloody country? <laughs> now, if people say that there's a small population of perhaps a couple of hundred um, of these large mammals in the woods, I mean, we when we another another occasion we were flying into Atlanta and we you go over, I think is it the Blue Ridge Mountains? Um, or there was this mountain, quite a famous mountain range that you fly over on the way down to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It's way past you, um, continuing down south. Right, yeah. But from horizons, could have been. Um, or the Smoky Mountains. Is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, anyway. From, her, from We were at 30,000 feet, and from horizon to horizon, all you could see was forest. Yep. Now, that is a very big, to a Brit where, you know, we can get from one end of a forest to the other in about, well, 10 minutes, mm-hmm. to see her forest stretch horizon to horizon. They say just in Maine there are places that have never been explored before. Well, they said that about Massachusetts as well, don't they? I mean, <laughs> you know, there's areas down at Salisbury Beach. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I do have to. Uh, and does that hooters we've never to make explored. an apology to you? Oh yeah, yeah. I'll be a first. Shut up. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> we we talked uh, oh a long way back about the mysterious jet man that was seen at L.A. airport, and I was mm-hmm. saying that he couldn't be up that high and all of this and everything else. Well, as it appears out, uh, they actually have a photograph of him, which is kind of yeah. cool. So uh, yeah, we've got this. Flying guy, Rocket Man. Who's uh... yeah? I mean, do you know what? There's uh, there's a uh, some video if you if you trawl through the uh, through YouTube, you'll find video of um it out in I think we shot out in Dubai. Yeah, I uh, saw that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was going to mention so, that. Yep, flying with the big Airbus. Yep, one on each wingtip. 
<laughs> it's incredible. I know. Like kind of stupid if you ask me. <laughs> I'm Would not going to put it? my life in a hunk of metal. No. Why? No, just asking. I would. Give me, give give me, me a real question. reason to do it, and then I'll do it. Because it's like opening that freezer, isn't it? You have to. No, I don't think so. I don't have to. No, I, I if would. I, if I can gain something out of it, I will. I mean, as well, far as let me let me let me reverse but... the question. Hmm. Would you have opened the freezer? Oh, that's a good question. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Pro- obviously it's probably if Jim was there <laughs> I'd have him open it <laughs> exactly. that's what I was thinking Jim will well you can't ask Clay oh yeah no you wouldn't no, go near it squeal like a girl but anyway so uh, the laser guy they haven't found him yet but uh, he's popping up yeah good on him would you like a good mystery I love I love a good mystery one of the one of the endearing mysteries. It was actually 20, 20, 2019, Was the do you remember when they shut down Gatwick Airport, one of London's London's second airport, because yeah. of the drones? And for three or four days, there were there were people reporting drones and lights, and every time they they went out there, there was nothing. And then when they came back, the drone would fly down the runway. And um, well, they finally released the report. And it strongly suggests, although it doesn't directly point the finger because probably that bit's been redacted, but it was a police mm-hmm. drone all along. The, oh, first dro- the first drone sighting was in error. Um, somebody had seen some lights of a, um, and so they'd phoned it in. The police, uh, and, and Heathrow Airport is the same. They have these special um, anti-drone devices ar- around the airport, but they also have drones as well. Mm. So the police launched a drone. Somebody else saw that. <laughs> and, so not, yeah. and so it went on. <laughs> so I, I know that, you know that I'm doing a documentary if this virus, yeah. virus ever passes on sea serpents and, and yeah. Uh, yeah. creatures. So over the past two years, uh, and I know that you've been in lock and you've got me lock water, which is awesome. But uh, there have been uh, two Last year, there were two things. Uh, a, a couple of uh, bus-sized creatures in Loch Ness. Corey Studdick and his wife had been out for a mm-hmm. walk when they spotted something very large in the water, and that was a that was the thing. And then also, new, new, yeah, last year, this is 20. And also, yeah, uh, Loch Ness monster photographs emerged, a series of images showing some sort of creature emerging from the loch recently appeared online. Well, I don't know yeah. about that. Uh, so those, more, are, those uh, are 2020 things. was actually a bumper year. Yeah. Um, way more than two sightings, in, but a lot of them, and there was a very credible uh, high-resolution sonar scan that also came out this year, uh, or 2020. Um, yeah. Which, which you, you may have seen about. You'll tell our listeners anyway, so. Uh, well, I haven't got the details in front of me, but... Mm-hmm. Um, several of the um, the pleasure boats that, that ply the lock are fitted, have now been fitted with very high resolution sonars, and of course these skippers go up and down the lock day in day out, twenty yeah, times a day, three hundred and fifty days a year, and they're very familiar with it. You know, the, in fact, the skipper of, the, of this particular one, he's been a skipper for twenty, thirty years. His father before him, and etc. He knows the lock very well. I've, I've, I've fortunately, I've met him. Uh, but this, the he 
has always had these high res sonars. He's he, he upgraded it a few years ago, and he he's got several, not just one, but several captures of very large marine animals because that's what the that's what the uh, sonar experts who have looked at the foot uh, the um, the tapes have said. This can only be a very large, very animate object, about thirty to thirty five feet long, moving. Exactly. At about eight hundred to eight hundred and fifty feet depth, did it have a grit on it as well? Um, they didn't specify that in the article, uh, unfortunately. It's intriguing because you know that one of the things is it's it's eels. But but yeah, I mean, and yeah. when they did the DNA stuff, um, which Discovery Channel partially funded. Yeah, but that I mean that makes sense that they would find eel DNA in the well, water. Well, I mean, I mean there's a population I, of eels in there. Was it? In, well, there's an enormous population. I helped, um, I can't remember, a, Dick, a guy called Dick Rayner. He's he's another one of these that went up there for a holiday and then stayed for the rest of his life investigating the monster. Yeah, yeah. And um, he he uh, has been building, and this is where we were helping him with, um, an under, he was building an underwater camera system. Uh-huh. And what a member of Parascience owns a high-tech LED lighting company uh, who make lights for the military and uh, civil defense applications. <laughs> yeah. So we we were putting them in touch with one another. We were, you know, we were... Anyway, he, he was showing us the footage that he'd obtained from his cameras uh, at considerable depth. So, you know, at the bottom of the lock. Uh, obviously not at the very deepest point. And the bed of Loch Ness is just eels everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like going into a, a pit of snakes in, mm-hmm. you know, like they had in Indiana Jones, but it's eels. Right. Now, you know, as these guys have said in the DNA stuff, it's perfectly conceivable that there are, what, what did he call it? There was a specific name for these very large male eels that never uh, reproduce. They never reach proper sexual maturity, so they just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. I know some uh, guys like that. He, he, there was a there was a name that they used for this. It's it's the common eel, but it just it's a mutant version that yep. um, just never stops growing. Yeah, and he said it's perfectly possible that one of these, you know, could uh, because they do reach quite an age, and yep. there is no there is no predatory population. Attacking them or eating Unless them. Unless there's or... a Loch Ness monster eating them. Well, these things could easily get to the size where if one broke surface, it would be. And they do occasionally surface. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. But that I mean, I, I, you, you know, I've, coulda, woulda. I mean, well, you know, I've spent time on the Loch side. Yeah. Uh, in, in total, not, not a huge amount by comparison to some, but. I've spent a total of five weeks at the side of the lock. And I mean, when I say the side of the lock, I literally mean we took rent of uh, one of the lockside buildings with panoramic view. And awesome. the lock was, you, you could have um, spat in the lock from, you know. That's the, against the law, by the way. Yeah, but I mean, it was that, cl- it was that close. Mm-hmm. Um, we were literally on the, um, in fact, the, the, the house we, we rented was actually used for, do you remember the Loch Ness Monster movie, The Monster Sank? The Monster Sank. Yeah, they made a lot a movie about Loch Ness uh, with a model monster, but the model monster is actually still in the right. lock. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yes. It sank. Yeah. Well, this, is, this, is, this, this was the house that they used as their filming base. 
Um, oh, it's it's a about eight eight ten bedroom house with uh, curved frontage that faces the lock directly in front of what's called the Great Horseshoe, uh, which is like a geological feature on the um, northern no, hang on, yeah, northern no, the southern shore of Loch Ness. It's difficult because Loch Ness is actually a sort of northwest, southeast slant. So which is the north bank and which is the south bank gets confusing. But anyway, and there is absolutely, I mean, I, I met and spoke to dozens of local residents, farmers, boat owners, craft shop owners whose properties overlook the lock. And every single one of them believes every and they don't believe because it's good for the tourist industry they believe because they have had or a member of their family have had or a very close friend someone that they trust has had an experience now you know we saw uh, we saw seals in the in Loch Ness we saw um small boats large boats boats that had sailed and then the wake comes past because the Loch Ness is very long very narrow so you get this right. weird wake effect that does you know, it can right. last for some considerable time. And at no point, me as a complete novice, uh, was was I ever fooled by anything I saw in the water. I never once, you know, was went, oh, oh, look, there's Loch Ness, there's Nessie, oh, no, it's a boat. Oh, look, there's Nessie, oh, no, it's a seal. Mm-hmm. On every occasion, um, and that's what, that's what convinced me that a lot of these uh, explanations are meaningless. Because you just aren't fooled. We know what seals look like, and we know what boats look like, and we're you know. And, especially and if people, you've seen them once, I would assume. That, well, I, I was going to yeah. say, and especially if you know you're you. I mean, you, you you live on a river. You know what that river frontage looks like. You know what goes up and down that river. You know what's normal and natural and everyday for that river. If you saw, yeah. if you saw anything strange in that river, you would immediately realize it was something strange in the river. So, and when you, when you actually, you know, take in the size of Loch Ness, now by an American size, you know, compared to the Great Lakes, it's, it's a puddle, but by British, you know, it's, it's 25 miles from one end to the other and about a mile wide the whole way up. And it's most, although it has a road either side, um, the roadway back in the 1920s and thirties was, was clear. It overlooked the lock for virtually the entire length. But the council, the, the Scottish um, council policy is to promote nature. So they've allowed the, the, the area of bank between the road and the, the loch side for virtually the entirety of the 25 miles of the road that runs within 50, 50 yards of the loch to become thick, dense woodland, forest, brush. Mm. Um, so you, you, you get occasional glimpses of the water there and they are just glimpses as you go along until you come to the big viewpoint overlooking Urquhart Castle where you you know sort of corralled onto this high point overlooking uh, Urquhart Bay and that's where of course most people congregate we had this great location that we used to do it was called Inverfarrigate and there was a small old steamer pier that had been built in the late uh, late 19th century and served through till about the time of World War Two, and we used that as our base because it was, it it was, in the right part of the loch. Uh, it was right down on the water's edge. It was um, the perfect place 
there were no tourists nearby um it was a very difficult place to get to because the 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 town that it serves has now shrunken down to a couple of houses and we there was one particular morning we'd we we used to always go down there for uh because the the peak monster sighting time is dawn and dusk so we went and would never be there (laughs) <laughs> so we went down there every morning we got up there before the sun before the sun came up and uh, we stayed until after the sun went down and obviously in the middle of the day we went to other places too but this one particular morning we'd set up and it, it just got light the lake was like a mirror um i don't i think i've posted photos before of it but it was literally like a mirror a sheet mirror of glass and we noticed coming down the lock this enormous wave and we noticed it as it came into the bay that in, in the Farragate Bay, that it was actually breaking probably a foot lower than the level of the pier that we were sat on or stood on. And we, we, we took some pictures of it as it was approaching us. Um, slightly concerned that, you know, were we going to get wet from this? You know, were our cameras going to get wet? But then it, it broke past us and continued on its way, sort of breaking white water as it rippled down the, the sides of the lock. Now, we, there'd been no boats through the lock because the, the, the lock gates hadn't been opened. Um, the first lock through is, is in the morning. And what we'd seen um, was a tidal wave, a tsunami, because Loch Ness is one of the most geological act- active areas of Great Britain and probably has a number of magnitude two and three earthquakes every month. And we'd just just been in the right place at the right time to capture this event. Now, about a half hour later, the reflection wave from the opposite bank a mile away came back across. Now, I have to say on a flat calm morning, that did look, um, the way it was interacting, it did produce a series of humps in the water that were, you know, you had this mirror flat water with these line of humps that were moving as the wave rolled forward. Um, and it did look rather convincing for a month. You know, if you were to take a photograph of it and we did, but if you were to take photographs of it and go, Hey, I've seen the Loch Ness monster and it was like flat calm and there'd been no boats and you could have made a very convincing story. Fortunately, we'd been there half hour before and seen, and then we checked the British geological survey, uh, afterwards and made sure that uh, you know we, we were able to demonstrate that there had in fact been a very small earthquake about a 1.5 1.6 uh, but sufficient to start this small tsunami going down the lock fascinating to see oh yeah i would imagine um but you know that was the closest i've ever come to seeing nessie hmm. sadly Oh, that's a shame. So who knows? Well, I mean, I may have come very close. Maybe that's one of the things we'll do. The other fascinating place about Loch Ness is, I mean. It's beautiful, by the way, from what I can see. It's incredibly, it's incredibly beautiful. But one of the, it's not just the loch itself. The, if you, because we spent our entire days and some of the nights as well. Um, ghost hunting because it's one of the the most haunted parts of the UK. I know everybody says that, but <laughs> you have Culloden Battlefield uh, about twelve miles north. Mm-hmm. Uh, right on the shore, overlooking the loch, is Boleskine House, which is now burnt right. down, but they're going to rebuild it again. Which is Alistair Crowley's property, and he, right. he claimed, yeah, 
it, it, I think it's the second or third time it's burnt down now, but um, it keeps burning down. Mm. Uh, so they're going to rebuild it again. They, um, but in front of now, the house itself is supposed to have evil demons associated with it. And Crowley was supposed to have conjured them up and put them right. in the lock or let them loose into the countryside when he failed to complete the the invocation spells that he was doing at uh, Beleskin. But right in front of the house, just a short walk down the hill, virtually over the road from it, is this ancient, ancient graveyard and wood. You'd never get her out. <laughs> Cemetery tripping on That's a, not a bad thing. Because, I mean, leave it there. Because this, this graveyard also is has a complete 180-degree panorama panorama virtually end to end of the lock itself from about 300 feet up because the cliff side of the lock just comes vertically off from the water and then levels off at Boleskin, but levels off at this at this graveyard Hmm. but the graveyard itself is is by reputation fantastically haunted so it's (laughs) it was it was very difficult because on one hand you're watching for the ghost um, and, you're also you're looking, looking and you're looking, you know, you're looking slightly up the hill towards Boleskin House above you, and then behind, well, whichever way you face, if you if you're looking at Boleskin behind you, you've got Loch Ness, and it's a huge panorama view, perfect for monster watching. But if you spin around to watch the monster, you've got this. Well, am I missing the ghost or? <laughs> <laughs> so what we resorted to doing is spending ten minutes, sort of back to back, and then spinning around and going the other way. Going the other way. Anyways, I have one some face sad one news. way, one face the other way. Sad news for you, oh. for you Brits. Once again, us Americans Let's have been steal, st- stealing your heritage. We stole the bridge, and uh, now we own the original Cuddling Fairy photograph. Uh, not all of them, you don't. Nope, but we have. Uh, it was the. Now, the very first image developed in 1917 by the original Francis and the fairy ring negative has gone up for uh, display in Texas. Cool. So they There's, bought it. They bought yeah. it from uh, the Cardinal Fairy Artifacts, uh, organized by Dominic Writers Auctioneers. So we stole your freaking photograph. That's actually a bit of a shame because they, they, they all of the other seven six seven are um in i think the family has some mm-hmm. i can check that later but uh i've been to the museum in bradford the national museum of film and photography where where the the cameras are or one, one of the group of cameras that were used by the girls um these were the ones that were supplied by gardner and uh conan doyle right and uh they they also have some of the uh, original photographs there. Now it's it would be nice to have kept them together, but um, in I fact, so. I, don't, I don't think they've ever been together um, after because Gardner took some with him. Conan Doyle had others. Uh, was it Hodson? Good, um, yeah, I can never. If you're asking me names, forget it. Anyway, one of the other investigators, because you had the father's camera, which was the original camera that the girls Mm -hmm. borrowed, took the first pictures with. Then Conan Doyle gave Gardner um, another camera. Then there was a third camera used. um, And then later on, uh, the psychic medium 
I think it was Richard, no, no, Gerald Hodson. Uh, mm. He he also arrived and went with the girls to take some pictures. So there's actually, I think there's four original, four, yeah, there's four I, original. Unfortunately, characters. that was the bell, so we've got to wrap it up. Uh, I do want to mention once again that we're having this cool event. Steve and I are hosting the Quintiential, whatever the hell it is, British Ghost Project. Percentage. Yeah, that. And uh, we have Barry John, uh, Stephen Scott, Richard Felix, Ann Winsper, Cal Cooper, Dylan, and did I miss anybody? No, that's about it. And it's $15, which also gives you access to the on-demand uh, pod as well. And it's this weekend. And you must purchase your ticket in advance. Uh, oh, you do you make it sound so exciting? Look, just be there or you're going to miss out on what is. Egosproject.com, the letter N, the letter Egosproject.com. You can go on that website, read, about, read more about it if you're not sure. And uh, uh, you can purchase your tickets right there. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Should yeah, be exciting, be, especially in these crappy it, times. It will be quintessentially British and we will be having tea and biscuits. Will you really? Well, we will. Oh, if we're British, I thought you were providing them. I don't know. Well, do yeah. you provide virtual biscuits? <laughs> you just go to KFC. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's it. We've got to wrap up the show. Oh, you oh, want to oh, thank for oh, oh, biscuit and gravy? Oh no. Anyways, we want to thank all our loyal Patreon fans who help make this show and all our other stuff that we do possible. And I've got a special treat for you: the original New England Ghost Project video that aired on commercial TV long before Most Haunted and the Ghost Hunters will be available on that site. So there you go. Thank you very much for listening. Good night and God bless. Good night. God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law. <laughs>